Hello, this is Dee, also known as Film Imprint, coming back again today to the podcast known as Write What You Want to Read and Draw What You Want to See. And, um, yeah, through my many, many years of experience with doing digital art, anime, cartooning, and it went all the way from the bottom to the top, uh, through that and everything, learned all my way around Procreate and everything, and it was such a bumpy ride. And speaking of a bumpy ride, of my most recent adventure in the writing world, I did a first and second draft to a book and a first draft to another book and everything and I've learned so much and I have gotten all the tips, tricks, what not to do's and have compiled it into these podcasts episode by episode. You will be learning much more from me than pretty much anyone else that I know of in your creative journeys throughout this wacky world of art and being an artisan. Let's get started. Hello, desire your precious piece of pasta and you are my precious packing peanuts. My prideful packing peanuts of preciousness. Yes, yes. And today, we're going to be talking about art. Woo! And some of the things to notice in art. So, let's get started. So, I've recently started working on a recreation of The Bedroom by Vincent van Gogh. Or, also known as... uh, bedroom in Arles. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I uh, <laughs> don't know which part of the world that's supposed to be in, so I don't even have a clue. But, um, so I've recently started doing that, having to recreate that for my course, because I'm hoping to be able to teach people how to make that and procreate and everything. And, um, you know, it's one of those where you really just have to figure out what makes the painting. You know, for example, right now I'm working on the sketching phase, where in Procreate I'm able to import a photo of the thing and then be able to sketch over the lines that are already there in order to get a basic sketch of the whole thing. One of the things that you really have to notice when recreating these types of things is... Whoa, my cup fell over. Sorry, fell over. (laughs) Sorry about that. One of the things you have to notice when recreating these things is, you know, what type of brushes were used, um, what colors were used, and everything. And, you know, sometimes you have to do a bit of research and all that in order to recreate these things. And also, don't expect yourself to, you know, get it right away. Obviously, there's going to be some trial and error, but you can do it. But yeah, it's just, you gotta gotta really look into it, gotta see the little parts of the painting as well as the full picture, you know, and everything. So, you know, it's just one of those where you really just have to analyze it. And um, another thing about um, appreciating art and everything is, you know, just taking some art pieces and everything, and you can actually really learn from this. Um, take some art pieces and just, you know, for example, of like a person or something, and just to try and figure out how are they in this position, you know, what makes, you know, what makes this work and everything, you know, take something that's really realistic and apply the basic sketching of a person to it. You know, this can really help teach you how to do various positions and what things look like and everything. 
and all that, so while also giving you a realistic perspective, and it also helps with proportions and everything because if it's a if it's a painting or even just a straight up photo of a real person, well, it's probably gonna be in proportion, unless it's like an abstract painting or something. Um, where in that case, I, <laughs> you know, unless you're going for something abstract, you know, and just sketching over it what you think the artist's sketches were and everything in those situations can also, you know, like I said, they also help you as well, you know, because that's how you figure everything out. Um, another thing about exploring photos and paintings and stuff that I've been taught, these are all just things that I've been taught, ways that I've been taught how to practice, is to turn them black and white. That way you can just focus on the values rather than the color because I have to admit myself, oftentimes it's harder to see how light or how dark a color is, um, you know, when it's just the color itself. Oftentimes it's hard to figure out, you know, because especially if it's next to other colors that appear to be about the same, uh, have about the same amount of lightness or darkness and everything. Basically color, pure color makes it harder to, you know, see the values and everything. Which is why people often turn it black and white before they add the color in. That way they can actually get the values that are there without having to worry about, oh, is this color right, and stuff like that. You know, helps a little bit with some color matching and everything. You know, and it's just something to keep in mind. It helps teach values and everything, you know. How light, how light surfaces can get when under light or something like that. You know, it just shows off lights and shadows. Yeah, and it's also good for sh lights and shadows, now that I think about it. Because it also helps teach you where that stuff goes, like I said before, without the color getting in the way. Um, another thing, you know, keep in mind when you're recreating, like, uh, paintings or something. You know, whether or not digitally or on pa on paper or canvas in some instances, you also gotta really look closely at the painting. Now, obviously it would be very helpful to look closely at it in real life, but you can still look closely at it in pictures of it, because that, you know, when you don't live near the darn thing or it's in a different country, you know, you gotta have to substitute it somehow. But, um, when you look really closely at, like, paintings and stuff like that, you have to notice what brushes they're using. You have to notice these things, because you can't just pick any old brush and have it look the same. Although I'm guessing most of you know that by now. You know, those of us who have had experience and everything probably know that, you know, if you use a round brush instead of a flat brush, it's gonna look a lot different than, you know, what's actually there. And what I've noticed about Van Gogh's bedroom 
is that it looks like he, for the flooring at the very least, he mainly uses the flat brush. And I only know this because of my experience with Procreate. That's another thing. The tools that you use can actually teach you things. Um, especially when it comes to what things look like. And that's another reason why I recommend you play around with the brushes and everything and get used to the way things look. Because you may not think that you'll be recreating this kind of thing now, but later on, you never know. Especially if you become, what's, I, I believe, a freelance artist, I believe. You know, someone, an artist who just works for themselves, you know, does commissions and stuff. I believe it's called a freelance artist. Especially if you become a freelance artist, you don't know what they're gonna put your way unless you have like restrictions or something you know for example you know i don't do paintings or recreations of paintings or stuff like that of course you can put that stuff out there but if you're supposed to be an artist who quote unquote does it all well then you're gonna have to expect this kind of thing and even just for yourself for example i never thought i'd be recreating a masterpiece you know, but I have to, because I have to do this for my course. I have to do this, you know, I have to have a few practice runs at doing this myself before I can teach others to do it. Because my course is about teaching Procreate, okay? It's going to be about teaching Procreate and how to use all its tools and stuff. And I'm going to be using in a, a pro and we're going to be going through an overarching project when we're doing this. But the thing about that is, is I have to choose an overarching project that means something. That's how you grab people's attention. And so I have, I have to do this that way that I can teach the best way possible. You know, I can't just have one run and done. You know, I have to have at least one or two practice runs to really get it down and really figure out what the heck I'm doing here you know and it's just one of those where you really just have to figure some sometimes you just really have to figure stuff out on the fly as an artist you know sometimes it's just gonna be that way for example if you know if you're um, if your commission if the guy or girl or whoever asks you to do asks you to do a bunch of objects and you're really bad at all of those objects and you know you only have so much time to get this done and maybe you really need the money you know or maybe you just feel entitled to doing it because you know they came to you and everything well then you gotta figure it out I'm sorry but being an artist is hard sometimes okay it really is and, you know, you just have to, you just kind of have to accept that being an artist, you know, it's just, it's just how it's going to be. You're going to have to learn to do these kinds of things one way or another. But, yeah, so just keep all of that in mind. And I'll see you later. Goodbye!